This episode is brought to you by Levitt Pavilion. This summer, check out one of my favorite outdoor concert venues in Denver, Levitt Pavilion. May through October, Levitt is offering ticketed and totally free all-ages concerts. I feel like we just go to anything that's free because it's like the kids can be at the show and it's people aren't weird about it and you can like bring a picnic. It's awesome. Some of the free shows this season include Iskali, Melvin Seals, War and Treaty, Sunny War, Chali Tuna, and more. To RSVP for free shows and buy tickets, plus see the full concert schedule, go to levittdenver.org. That's levittdenver.org. Today on CityCast Denver. They say April showers lead to May flowers, but dry January doesn't have to lead to fall down drunk February. I mean, it can if you want, but if you're looking for some fun stuff to do that doesn't necessarily involve a brewery, a White Claw, or an overpriced espresso martini, we've got you covered. Today is Thursday, January 25th. I'm Bree Davies, and here's what Denver's talking about. Ashley, aka Colfax Things on Instagram. Welcome back to CityCast Denver. Thank you. It's good to see you. Good to see you in real life. Yes. I, know. I feel like sometimes I'm just relaying information I know about you from the internet. And that's not as fun as talking to a person in real life. I am a real human being behind those memes. <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking about fun stuff to do around Denver that is either booze-free or can be booze-free today. It's it's dry January for a lot of folks. Some folks are, I think, what we would call sober curious. Some of us, like me, I've been in this for almost 18 years. Ashley, where are you? Where are you at? So I like to call myself soberish. Yeah. Um, I went through a pretty heavy year in 2023 and chose to kind of start my sober journey, but it goes further back than that. Um, I toyed with it for a long time. Never really committed to the bit, as the kids say. <laughs> and um, this past year, I really put a lot of effort towards it. And I still am. I mean, I've had my slip-ups like everyone does who tries this journey. Um, but I've been a lot more intentional with finding sober spaces, sober yeah. community. So um, That's exactly why I wanted to talk to you, to be honest, because I know you'd been searching for those types of social spaces. And yeah. that's the thing I thought about is, how do we do fun stuff around the city that doesn't have to revolve around booze? Um, yeah. So we broke up a couple this into a couple categories. The first one we're going to tackle is best sober activity for a big group that might include some folks that want to drink. What did you What did you come up with, Ashley? So one thing I like to do that a lot of people in Denver don't know this exists is indoor go kart racing. Um, it's right off of. I-25 and kind of the Boulder interchange if you're heading towards the Is city. Is it the boondocks? No. No. Oh, oh that's, that's maybe a good outdoors. One. It used to be called Unser Racing. Okay. But now I think it's called like K-1 Racing or something. But if you Google Indoor Kart Racing Denver, this place will pop up. And they are full adult size go-karts. You wear the helmets. Yes. And you can do big groups, private parties. I think they have booze there for you booze-friendly folks. Um, but it's a lot of fun. I love that. And, um, what I, I think about as a kid, go-karting was like the ultimate thing because you would get to drive Yeah, and you think, okay, I can drive now. It's not that special. No, when you go go-karting, you're like, oh wait, no, I'm a race driver now. Yeah. 
It's like it's like so much. It's so much different. I love that idea. And yeah. you can go with two people or you can mm -hmm. go with five people. Can really be open to anybody. Um, I would say mine's sort of similar in that it's an activity and it's just bowling, to be honest oh, with you. yeah. I went a couple weeks ago with a bunch of friends and some folks drank and some folks didn't. And I overheard several people be like, I forgot how much fun bowling is. Yeah. My favorite are the older bowling alleys oh. around Denver. The best. Crown Lanes. That's the one I was going to – that's exactly <laughs> the one I was going to shout out. So it's on South Federal. It's just south of Jewel. It's family-owned and operated. If you are a, a carnival, skating rink, bowling, food aficionado like myself, their snack bar is insane. Yeah. They have a sign that says ice cold pickles, $1. Yeah. They had churros. They have they have so much good stuff. But also you can get a, a pitcher of Pepsi. Which I love. Uh, I didn't know that. <laughs> <Yeah>. Wow. <laughs> but like bowling too is something you can do in a group. It's, I mean, it's honestly more fun when it's a group. But the thing that's the best is like you kind of have to get on stage in front of people and everyone's watching you do something. And then you either have to like walk in shame because you just gutter balled it or you come out triumphant. Yep. You know what I mean? So if, you're, a, if you're competitive, it's perfect. Yes. And it's a good test of your friends if they. If they have a sense of humor yeah, about it, too. Yeah. You also see when people take it seriously and you're like, oh. Yeah. Okay. You're, the, you're that guy that takes <laughs> it that seriously. Uh, our next category is best sober activity for a date. So I'm an old married person. You are a single gal out on the town. Hey, don't tell them. <laughs> um, I have a couple. Um, I kind of went with indoor stuff. There's one outdoor because sure. this is fun. Um, ice skating at Evergreen Lake. Oh. But if your date is not an ice skater, I love um, the Museum of Nature and Science, mm -hmm. antique shops, mm. or there is a stained glass studio where you can do a class, like a small class called Little Glass Art. Oh. And it's like, for the entry level class, it's like 80 bucks and you get all the supplies in the glass and they walk you through how to make like a really cool eight by eight panel. And this is also a thing, 80 bucks. You might spend that at the bar. Mm -hmm. Why not take that 80 bucks and do something cool with it? And you have an act. I think that's what's nice, especially for like a first aid activity, something where you have something to focus on. Yeah. So you're not just like staring at each other and asking but each other questions. the date goes bad and then you have this memorabilia, <laughs> I don't know. You could just throw it off your balcony or something. Give it to your mom. Run it over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, you mentioned Denver Museum of Nature and Science. They do Friday late nights. They also have booze available if you want. But again, it's not the focus. And honestly, it's so much fun. It's again, one of those things you think about as a kid being in the museum after dark, even as an adult. Oh, yeah. It's super oh, yeah. fun. It's and super I, fun. I like places like that because they don't focus on booze. Yeah. You know? It's just a side option if you want, mm -hmm. which also I would say sometimes like for me, my husband drinks. He's not a heavy drinker, but like if he wants to get a drink, he can still get a drink there and I can get a Coke and we're we're good to go. There's still an option. Yeah. Um, mine were similar to uh, Ace Eat and Serve has $5 late night ping pong Saturdays. Uh, I forgot about Fridays that. Fridays and Saturdays, nine to midnight. And again, it gives you something to do. It's inside. Also food. It's not just going out to eat. You yeah. can actually like have something fun to maybe be competitive with your with your date about. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by the Colorado Wine Board. 
because the wine community here is like surprisingly robust. I mean, think about Bigsby's Folly and Infinite Monkey Theorem here in Denver alone. And there are urban wineries all across the Front Range. Then there's the Western Slope, Peonia, I mean, Palisade, hello, Palisade Wine, are you kidding me? It didn't used to really be a thing, but from what I hear, it's very much a thing now. There are more than 165 wineries across Colorado to explore, and they produce all sorts of wine that reflect our unique culture and climate. So finding a label that you're going to love is easy, no matter where your adventure takes you. Discover it for yourself and support local winemakers at coloradowine.com. That's coloradowine.com. Okay, this wine I really wanted to ask you because you are an expert. Um, the best thing to do on Colfax while sober. So I had to really think about this one um, because a lot of people associate bars and restaurants with Colfax, right? Totally. And other things that they don't really associate being sober with. So sure. I kind of went back into my brain and I mainly wanted to point out that there's a lot of really cool shops you can check out. So you can go look at records at Twist and Shout. You can check out some new sneakers and urban wear from Division West. Oh, yeah. There's shops over there. Yeah. They I moved over there. That. Yeah. So if you guys are into higher end, like urban lifestyle clothes, great spot. Um, 303 boards for some solid Colfax branded gear. Oh, it's my favorite. <laughs> um, the Learned Lem Oh, the Learned Lemur. Yeah. Learned Lemur. I never know if I'm saying that right. But if you like oddities like skulls and weird things, that's a great spot. Going down to East Colfax, there's a place called The Shop, which is kind of like Western wear. Oh, yeah. And right next door is a really solid antique mall, um, fairly priced, everything great mid-century modern selections. And then last but not least, there's a newcomer to Colfax right next to Atomic Cowboy called Scavenged Goods. And it's kind of like a thrift store slash antique shop. Okay. And solid old punk rock memorabilia the owner. His name is Chip. He's awesome. I love this idea, though, of shopping in a specific, like on Colfax. I don't think necessarily people think about like walking down the street and checking out different shops, but also it's a great thing to do that like, again, doesn't require you just to be sitting down and talking to somebody. It's like going out and checking out. Also, lo those are all local stores. Yeah. They're yeah. amazing. And they're all, I mean, except for the East Colfax two that I mentioned, you can walk to these on a nice day. It's an, a simple walk. You can grab coffee at Hooked on Colfax, just cruise. And it's just awesome stuff to check out if you're not looking to drink. Also, the Hooked on Colfax spot, I mean, you can get a drink. And then we know Colfax is like people watching. So oh, cool. yes. You want to see some amazing human beings? Just watch of all people kinds. walking down Colfax. Yes. Um, one is the Sea Film Center. Hmm. I just like cannot give enough love to this place. They play all kinds of like they have brand new. I saw Barbie there. I mean, they have brand new films, but also they do these like art house films. They do series. Just check their calendar because something they're going to have something that you either haven't seen in 20 years or something that like you've never heard of. And what I also love is they do have a little bar. Mm -hmm. You can go get a, a Coke and hang out after and talk about the movie. They often have panels there, too. Totally. Sometimes the producers and directors will show up. Um, so that's really cool if you're into film. Yeah. Yeah. And even if you're not, I would say, like, I'm not a huge film buff, but my friend Keith Garcia is artistic director of the Film Center. He's on, been on the show a ton of times. He uses that space to sort of introduce folks. Like, if you... 
you, you think you like horror films and you're, you know, you're used to like the classics, the nightmare on Elm street. Here's three other films that you may have never heard of that you might want to check out if you like these, like he curates for film buffs, but also people that are newer to cool. enjoying film. Um, okay. Best sober activity. That's so Denver. <laughs> okay. I think this can be so dependent on your personality. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So what is so Denver to you? That could be a sober activity, Ashley. I picked two different things. So one very classic, um, going up to Buffalo Bill's grave on Lookout Mountain. <laughs> I mean, you can learn so much history about Denver and Colorado, and it's also considered a Denver park. Oh, that's right. It's part of the park system. Mm -hmm. And so is Red Rocks, if you guys didn't know that. They maintain all of the land in those spaces. And then my second one is Meow Wolf. You don't, oh, yeah. you don't have to be sober, but... I prefer it sober. Yeah. Because checking out the art and just everybody's reactions to it is so fun. And, you know, you can go there and then go grab food or food before and everything. And so. honestly, they have a super cool bar upstairs, six Sips with a Z. And they have some really great mocktails on their menu already. Like yeah. that aren't just like, again— Here's a Coke or a club soda. They do like really beautiful things with like non-alcoholic bitters and different flavors. And I think the cool thing about Meow Wolf is, like you said, walking around and sort of observing other people enjoying mm -hmm. it. But then afterward, being able to have a spot to sit and chill and talk about what you just saw. Yeah. And um, I just remembered if you want to do outside activities, a lot of people don't know this, too, but you can rent a paddleboard at City Park. And or a paddle boat, I'm sorry. And you can paddle through the lake at City Park. Oh no way. So nicer weather, that's a great option too. I think you can do that at Wash Park too. I think There's so. There's a couple options. Yeah. Parks are also such a so Denver thing. I think mm -hmm. we talk about that a lot on the show, but like Wash Park is one of my favorite for people watching. Yeah. You don't have to be a crazy like fitness enthusiast. You can just take a walk with someone and and talk about what you're I mean. We got to talk about the guy on rollerblades with ski poles. <laughs> yes. You got to talk to somebody about what you're seeing. Yeah. But like our parks are really a special amenity here that, again, they don't cost any money and you don't have to bring anything with you. Yeah. So, um, I, again, my best sober activity that's so Denver is so Denver to me, which is uh, Mercury Cafe mm -hmm. has the Lindy Hop lessons on Tuesday nights. So if you've never even tried swing dancing you can come down to this night at 6 p.m. at the Merc and you can learn from, I mean, they it's a beginner class. And I think it's one of those things that I found when I was first um, sort of entering this journey of like not drinking was I needed I needed stuff, active physical activities to do. Mm -hmm. And work, I mean, going to the gym was one of those things. Yoga was one of those things. Dance, totally one of those things. Yeah. And I think it's something too, if you've never been a dancer, you should just, it's one of, as we get older, it's like, just try something. Even if you think, oh, I'm never going to be that good at this. There's a bunch of other people that are beginners there too. And I think a key thing with trying sobriety and sticking with it is finding community. Yeah. And I think that's where people struggle is because their original friend group that still goes out. Totally. It's, it's hard to find activities with those people when you're so used to centering it around like let's meet up at this bar or whatever but now you could say like I'm gonna go check out Lindy Hop lessons by myself yeah and I know that there's a huge dance community here there's like the Denver Turnverine also mm -hmm. does dancing La Rumba does dancing there's a lot of places where you can drop in mm -hmm. and I think you're right that sense of community is already there because you have something that you have in common yeah. already yeah you know what I mean mm -hmm. my other one was 
kind of similar already to walking around the park, but I like to walk Berkeley Lake because then I can just point across the street and talk about Lakeside the whole time <laughs> and just tell you all the worthless things that I know that I feel like you should know. We've come full circle because don't they have go-karts at Lakeside? <laughs> oh, my God. They do. But sometimes they're working. Sometimes yeah. they're not. Only like sometimes four of them are working. And sometimes they, a dead one will just be on the track. They have the like water ones too, right? They uh, – no. Oh, no. They do. They have the speedboat. Or yeah. they have – what are they – they're called the, – the yeah, but they have a special name because they have this – they have one of the giant neon signs. Oh, we'll have to look it up. And they're like ducks, right? No, they're like a, it looks like a giant inner tube that just has sort of a motor in the middle of it and you sit on it. Okay. It's like a bumper. It's more like a bumper. Boat yeah, it's not Versus really. a go-kart. Yeah. But. <laughs> Still fun. I mean, cross our fingers. They're open next year. <laughs> if not, you can just walk across the street at Berkeley Lake. Don't say that. I know. I know. I just like to admire, at least, even when it's not open, I like to admire yeah, it. Yeah, I drove past you know? it yesterday and I was like. This is a really cool place. It's a beautiful place. Yeah. Well, Ashley, this was so fun. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. And here's what else Deverites are talking about. Historic preservation in Park Hill. We last discussed the debate over an owner-opposed preservation push for 5013 East Montview Boulevard on Tuesday. And it turns out the Landmark Preservation Commission has sided with the owners. In a vote of 6-0, to zero, Business Den reports that the commission denied the application for historic landmark status, though several commissioners recognize that losing the home will be a blow to the historic character of the neighborhood. The unanimous vote calls into question the future of owner-opposed landmark designations, with the homeowner's attorney arguing that hostile designation efforts like this can be an avenue for, quote, NIMBY concerns. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed this show, why not take a minute to tell a new friend about us? Rate the show wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to our morning newsletter and learn more about us at denver.citycast.fm. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. See ya! Glad you came down. We're going to play footsie with you for the next hour. Yeah, baby. Guess whose foot it is. <laughs>